You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Everyone always talks about on Instagram and Twitter, they're always like, yeah, I did a, a Instagram cleanse. I unfollowed people that I don't like or unfollowed people yeah. like content that don't re- resonate with me. One, like I just don't care that much to do that because I'm sure there's tons of people I follow that I don't consider friends or I don't like their content or I may not even like them as humans. There's a shit ton of people <laughs> I follow. But it's just like, if to me, it's more like, <laughs> I look at my Instagram more like uh, obviously business um business you know but my personal who i am and my business are very intertwined but my personal life and my business aren't intertwined yeah that makes sense and then also to me it's more like my linkedin yeah you know where like uh, i've done a podcast or a youtube or even a meeting or whatever with someone over the last whatever i've been doing this seven eight years and i would follow them they would follow me and then that's kind of like if i need to get in touch with them i know we're there and i can dm them or whatever where i don't have everyone so even though i do have a good amount of cell phones and emails rather than like and for me also like i don't allow i understand i am sensitive right i get it that because I, I was reading a bunch of drama on Twitter the other day. I'm not going to mention him. Bunch of drama. And it does give me like anxious. It, it has zero to do with me. Absolutely nothing. And I'm still freaking out just because that's the kind of human I am. I uh-huh. hate conflict that much. But I can just turn it off and be like, all right, nothing to do with me. Like, calm right. myself down. Right, right. And that's the same with Instagram where other people, like, it's maybe more personal. And so they only feel attached. Like, I'm only going to follow Jim because Jim's my friend. Or something like that. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't get it. I'm not going to allow someone else's Instagram to impact me that much that I feel I need to unfollow them. I don't just say, like, <laughs> like it's not like, it's not like oh, I don't believe in violence. Violence doesn't exist to me. Press the ignore button. You know? Like, I just don't, uh, my brain doesn't work that way. Even if I unfollowed people I don't like or that caused me anxiety or whatever like uh-huh. they would still cause me anxiety maybe it's because I'm so sensitive I know that it would still F me up so it doesn't matter if I follow you or not you're going to end up in my discovery or I'm going to see someone tag you or I'm going to see mm-hmm. something it's going to mess me up e- either way if it does affect me so I just don't care to unfollow I unfollow people on Facebook because uh, the last election cycle proved to me that a lot of people repost things that are not true, number one. And number number two, you you will get, like, you know, instant messages from people of stories, and if you click on that, then suddenly your, you know, Cambridge Analytica is tracking you or something. You know, it's ridiculous. So I just, you know, I rather than think less of people because I don't think that they have cons- well-considered opinions, I just don't don't listen to them. Facebook's bad. <laughs> Facebook's Face, really big, bad. Facebook uh, is bad, but Facebook is where my more my actual personal stuff tends to be. Yeah, put a little bit on Instagram. I'm uncomfortable with that. I have always kind of been uncomfortable with that. My following is not anything like yours, and I'm still yeah uncomfortable too much. I my um, my son got married yesterday. Yeah, and I did put I put one picture up. I put two pictures on Instagram or on on Facebook. That's that's it. Facebook's just so weird now. Uh, I think because I was really young when it was cool, and so like. 
it started to become really cool when I was like 18, 19, 20. Uh-huh. And you'd go to any party and any girl you meet, you friend them on Facebook. Right. So like if I, I never go on Facebook anymore, uh, only on like my business page or the silent mic page opposed to the Mike Farr page. Yeah. And if I'm scrolling around my personal one, there's like people like, ah, I think I met you once. Like, why are we friends? Uh, and no one, I feel like yeah. purged it. And so you have a bunch of randomness where at least Instagram, I can tell you a little bit about everyone I follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't unfriend people on Facebook. I just don't pay attention to their posts. Yeah. Or I will I will block some, you know, bogus news source that they're reposting so I don't see any of yeah. any of that stuff. It's a lot of work for people that I don't know very well. But you know, we've been doing this long enough, people feel like they know us and I, I don't wanna I don't wanna destroy the connection, but at the same time I I think that people believe things that are not true because they haven't put any effort into actually finding out about them. I think yeah. that that's, that's a thing. That was definitely the downfall or a downfall of Facebook. Besides yeah. them wanting people to uh, pay to be seen, even though you have a following on yeah. a page or a personal, uh, it was definitely the shareability of content is amazing because it is the easiest besides yeah. Twitter to reshare, repost. Um, but like other companies getting involved and making their own fake news, like actual fake right. news uh, or, or, um, it just built up at the exact same time of like the headline generation where like you just said, like people, I don't even think the majority of them and your friends may be different or the people you're friends with, but Mm. majority of people don't even uh, read or believe what they repost. They don't let alone read that and read read it. Right. And read the counter to make their own opinion. Like if you're going to read one side of something, you got to read the other side of something. And then hopefully you critically think and create your own opinion Mm -hmm. from it. Um, See who maybe you believe more, who's more honest, who's more biased or Mm -hmm. whatever, uh, whether it's political religion, whatever it might be. That's how, that's how you need to form an opinion. I'm, I'm not, I've never once on the fucking internet, like drawn a line of this is how you do things. And this is how you not do things. Don't just listen to one side. I get pissed, man. I, I, I literally listen to NPR when I used to drive every day. Commute, literally, like, Monday would be NPR. Tuesday would be Rush Limbaugh. Thursday, Wednesday would be a different, like, I'm just listening to everything. And sure, every radio station would say some shit. I'm like, ah, that's a little <laughs> wild, you know? But if you listen to what people are saying, there's always a little something you could take from it. Like, yeah, he, he has a point there. Or, mm. That makes sense. He said it a little obnoxious or she said it mm. a little weird. But I get what they're saying. That has some validity to it. And that's what we need to do as a freaking community to save our world. <laughs> listen to both sides and then form your own freaking opinion from that rather than reading a headline or just constantly consuming one media outlet. Yeah. Well, I said it to somebody the other day uh, because they, somebody on my Facebook, somebody that uh, used to be involved in the gym that we were in, involved in years before you were, uh, who said, like, do you unfollow people on, on, on Facebook? And I said, yeah, I do. But up to the point where I'm starting to get into a echo chamber kind of bubble yeah. thing. Okay, so I'm willing to listen to, to, in, to informed opinions about whatever. It's the uninformed opinions that I don't really have any energy for. So yeah. if you have a if you have a solid argument that opposes something I believe, then you know go. That's great. Sure. But if you're full of shit, eh. yeah, or you're just reposting because you read the headline rather than you believe in what you're right. reposting. And, and uh, the, in terms of purging, you know, purging followers or whatever, or uh, on Twitter or. or Instagram or whatever. I don't have the energy for that. Yeah, my Twitter's so care. different. Uh, like, I think I'm the same on Twitter, but what I follow on each platform is so different. Like, my Twitter's all music and, like, gaming. Mm-hmm. Who I follow. Mm-hmm. Like, real celebrities, uh, gaming, music, sports. 
news. Yeah. I get a lot of my news from Twitter, like a CNN or whatever. But like my Instagram's just like I said, more like this is an we aside. Cross paths. This is this is an aside that I may cut out, but um, I I just came to realize that like if you want a chart, do a gaming podcast. Oh. Yeah, it's easy to chart with a gaming podcast. The yeah, yeah. I I heard we can we can keep it in there. I heard a lot of uh, had a conversation recently. Uh, Bart, our, our our good friend, started a podcast. A bunch of people are starting podcasts, uh, and they're really good content creators. And every game is slightly different. Every algorithm with YouTube, mm-hmm. iTunes, Instagram. Um, what I recently heard and found out is that iTunes game. Uh, algorithm is actually the most ancient uh, that I, I thought it was complicated because I don't know any of them really like there used to be things on YouTube you do daily videos and your subscriber count's going to go up because they want more content or they wanted more content more content you put up the more likely they're going to recommend you on the side mm-hmm. of other videos um, right and so that's how you do it same with Instagram more posts you'd find out more discovery more hashtags you'd find out more discovery and you get found uh, but iTunes like it's so basic it's like a change in anything change in subscriber count change in download change in review change in whatever is going to make you help rank you and so people are buying bots everywhere right um, and, and, and there is some help there right you get more bots and then you get more eyes and then hopefully you get more real humans along with that uh, but that's just not the way I ever want to do anything I'd rather make less money mm-hmm. I'd rather have le- I mean yes I would love to be number one on iTunes every single week like that don't get me wrong mm-hmm. like I make content for it to be heard and seen um, but I would way rather have an audience that actually connects with what we do uh, who we are and have half of that rather than morally cheat any system um, yeah. or to even just freaking pay for it. It just seems so waste of money and time to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we reactivated the feed um, that had been dormant for a long time because we figured that the really hardcore people who would be interested in what we had to say were there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah and that's the same with everything, right? Like I... Stop my YouTube for three months. Me and Connor talked about what we're going to do, what mm-hmm. we're not going to do, um, and came out with different content and whatever it might be. It's a little bit less in the gym because I train at a gym I can't film at. Uh, but the, the numbers are familiar enough because right. yeah, people are, are down with hopefully who you are and what you do. And and that kind of goes back to even our Instagrams, Facebook, what it is, and drawing a line of how much personal and how much you are you and how much you are not you. Right. Um, which hopefully with podcasts, it's really hard not to be you. We're on YouTube, you know, you as well as me. He's met so many YouTubers or even Insta- Instagrammers especially. But uh, you're like, man, you're really funny and charismatic on your content. And wow, you're, you're a real dud. <laughs> you're a real dud, pal. Or ma'am. Yeah. That's that's actually true. That's yes, sadly insanely, true. Insanely common because you can edit your sh- your your way through all those. And mm-hmm. Do we edit this podcast? Yes, slightly yeah. because we're doing phone calls and technical things. But like, we're not editing every other word with no. a, with a we're, quick quick cut to make me sound well thought out. Oh, every once in a while, but mostly not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jim does it just for me. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, there it goes. TV wanted to wink off there for a second. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's been the issue with with doing um youtube with this show is that because it's edited yeah. and so it's like the video version is not going to be anything like the audio version and I, we just haven't released one and i don't i'm in a hurry to yeah it'll really. come it'll come kids yeah some highlights some youtube um there is to get some people to back this thing so we can help up production we do have connor here working free so yeah we're gonna try to get some uh 
money coming in. And if there's any other uh, sponsors out there that want to talk to us, feel free to email me. All my emails are everywhere. Instagram, yep. Twitter, Silent Michael 2Ks. Uh, email me if you're serious. Uh, and we can talk some business on how you can support us. And hopefully we can help your endeavors. Yep. So let's talk about this. We we kind of got into it a little bit in the, the last, uh, uh, last time we talked before talking to Dr. Jordan Shallow. Uh, Chiropractors versus physical therapists versus physical therapists. Both doctors? Uh, Both are doctors, but um, I don't think there's like a junior level of chiropractor, whereas with physical therapists, you can be like a physical therapy aide. Or or what's occupational therapy? Occupational therapy is a totally different thing. All right, <laughs> you're you're in this world. I'm not in this world. I mean, your 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 family, your wife. Uh, occupational therapy is um, a, a lot of it is working. A lot of what's done through school districts is working with kids who have learning disabilities oh. and or perceptual dif- disabilities or differences. Yeah, differences. learning learning problems. Yeah, yeah. No, my um, my son Sam, the one who just got married, it, um, he was diagnosed at like seven or eight or whatever with, um, they call it sensory processing differences or something like that now, where he didn't didn't perceive a bunch of things the way everybody else does. One of, like hunger. Hunger, would he would perceive it as anger. Oh. And, um, so hangry for real. Hangry for real, yeah. So he wouldn't be hungry, he would be angry. Yeah. And did not know that he was hungry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, heat, cold, pain. All that stuff, he perceives it very differently. Sometimes not nearly enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. When he, when he was five, he um, we had a car that had a you know how every car used to have a cigarette lighter, but yeah, now, yeah. We, now we have our phones plugged into it. Well, he punched the thing in at at five, waiting in the car with my wife, and before she realized, yeah, what those he are had so done, dangerous. Yeah, they're super dangerous. <laughs> That's Bef- like a little mini bomb. Before she realized what he had done. He she had he had put his thumb like right onto Oof. it, not having it. So he didn't really get any warning that it was hot, yeah. and you normally would. You'd be able to feel right. that you're getting to something. Warm. Yeah, it's like a freaking. It's glowing red. Yeah, and it was it was on there for a good little bit Damn. before he started to scream and and yeah, melt his hand off, and he had burned a big blister onto his thumb. He actually uh, doesn't have any fingerprint on that that thumb because of that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, occupational therapy, and then they deal with like um, people who had strokes and stuff like that gotcha. for uh, activities of daily living, stuff yeah, to yeah. be able to take care of yourself on your own. Makes sense. You know, uh, brush your teeth, comb your hair. Yeah, yeah, poop. Poop, yeah. wipe your butt, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. All right, so then physical therapy, uh, dealing often, uh, most people will know them from a rehab, right? So you tear something, you go to surgery, uh-huh. or you're injured of some nature and maybe don't need surgery. Often people go to a physical therapist. Um, they're going to help you, hopefully with movement patterns, hopefully through exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what they are. They're uh, maybe a high-end trainer, for those that people don't know, right? So they, they, they know uh, the body really well, movement patterns, um, biomechanics, and they take different exercises, hopefully scale them certainly when you need, um, and allow you to build muscles, ligaments, tendons. That's kind of their realm of what they're expert in and allow you to become obviously full functioning again. Uh, right. Prominent in sports, athletics, uh, but obviously every day. But most of the people that they deal with are not For athletes sure. of For any sure. kind. Or even weekend warrior athletes. They're no, just, no, they're just regular people I'm who've a, had some kind of surgery. I'm and, a teacher and rip my ACL yeah, going downstairs. Injury, yeah. Yeah. Where I feel like Kairos, um, 
stereotypically, and obviously everyone is different. Like I have a good family friend who's a physical therapist at a huge hospital here, Kaiser. I think is that world renowned or just California? Uh, national, it's national. Okay, yeah. national. So she's like a physical therapist at Kaiser, right? Big thing, mm-hmm. super, and she's been that way forever. Yeah. Um, but she, I believe, is Chinese, so mm. she knows a bunch of acupuncture and she knows a bunch of these uh. other things, which is, I think, is the best. Like she used to just like uh, go, like just to put needles on my dad's back to fix his back and stuff. But uh-huh. she also obviously knows the science and more Western medicine of yeah. physical therapy is a little bit more Western. Um, acupuncture, Cairo, things of that nature, often I believe are perceived as a little more Eastern medicine. Oh yeah, or there are al- alternative, yeah. alternative strategies. Uh, you know, like. Hypnosis is an alternative strategy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like you said, acupuncture. I've Yoga seen acupuncture totally work. I've I've heard a lot of good things. I've never done it because I really do hate needles. Um, but I think acupuncture often goes in a very similar vein, if not the same office, oftentimes as a chiropractor, yeah. who who again is some is a doctor, deals with the spine mostly, yeah. um, which which is you know scientifically proven and backed in a lot of ways. Right? We have our central nervous system, we have our brain, our spine, uh, all the nerves stem out from that and go to our limbs and and and, and everything else like that. But they just believe um, handling, dealing, nurturing spine, posture, neck will allow you to heal kind of everything around you. And so I think Kairos oftentimes deal with, or the people that will seek out a Cairo, uh, car accidents, I think is number one, mm-hmm. right? You get a whiplash or whatever. Right. Uh, you go to your doctor and they do an x-ray. Well, your back's not broken. Uh, right. So what do you do? You go to a Cairo. Um, I do think athletes as well. Um, people, a lot of things, uh, at least in our world, powerlifting, weightlifting, CrossFit, um, highly believe in it as kind of a maintenance, um, going in there, feeling better, feeling limber. Um, I've gone to a Cairo my entire life because I've had back issues. And to be honest, I'm not a big fan. Um, I still have back issues. Uh, eighth grade, I think the first time I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. um, or what happened, but I threw out my back. Uh, mm-hmm. I still don't know what actually happened, but I remember being able to like not play basketball for like three weeks. Uh, and you're, I'm freaking 13, you know? Yeah. Something's off. Um, and then it would happen every once in a while throughout high school and even a little bit when I was playing college basketball. And then a lot of it when I powerlifted. But uh, I went to a Cairo, different Cairos, multiple. I think I've probably been to four different ones. And never really solved a thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that what I, what I can see in both of these, uh, I guess call them disciplines or whatever, is there are some people who go into being a chiropractor or being a physical therapist because they want to do chiropractic or physical therapy. And then there are other people who go in as, like I think with Jordan, I think that he's he's a strength athlete. Right. And and that was his way into to chiropractic, and so everything that he sees as an intervention relative to chiropractic, he sees it in a, in the light of of strength. Right, right, right. Or or or. And I could and, be wrong. At no, that, I think so too. And we'll, we'll get a little bit more of his backstory maybe when he, you know, we chat with him. But I think a lot of the best in anything you do, the best powerlifting coach hopefully hasn't only powerlifted. The best right. chiropractor hopefully has either made friends, read books, or mm-hmm. gone to school for some type of physical therapy and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You need to understand multiple mediums uh, and have multiple tools under your belt if you're actually going to solve any real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where it is a little bit more all the things we mentioned about 
chiropractor versus physical therapist. I think they are. It is a little bit more old school. In the eighties, there mm. might be a more defined line. Mm. Where now, hopefully, people understand that obviously the body is very complicated and it's yeah. all working together. So you have to figure out these things, and that's the same with again powerlifting, working with basketball players, uh, working with soccer moms that want to lose weight, working with whatever college girls that want to gain mm. muscle, whatever it might be. You have to ha- kind of have this huge toolbox, and that's similar, I think, for what you and I got into. Yeah, we were really deep into powerlifting and, and competitive and working with a bunch of powerlifters, but we have a lot of friends in Strongman. We've done, you know, CrossFit. I've done some weightlifting. We've, we have friends in all these things, bodybuilding, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and me as a coach, that's kind of similar to what you uh, think that Jordan went in this path is I just want to help people and I want to coach people mm-hmm. and I like being uh, physically in shape. And mm-hmm. that led me to powerlifting as my main vessel. Uh, but you have all these kind of tools to go with you. Yeah, I am. Um I think too that there's another layer um, of this, and that's like the the politics of it. Um, I know that that there's there are big chiropractic organizations that have lobbyists. There are yeah. big physical therapy organizations that have lobbyists. There are big, you know, medical organizations that have lobbyists, and they're always fighting in um, in the state legislatures and and at the federal level to define their practice in a way that it makes it more difficult for people to get in. Yeah, yeah. Can either of them prescribe things? No. Neither of them, huh? I don't think so. Even though they're doctors. I don't think so. Well, we'll ask Jordan to prescribe something for us and see how that yeah. goes. <laughs> Bro, I need some volume. <laughs> I thought maybe both can. Connor, what do you know? Your dad's at Cairo. My dad can't. He can't. I don't know, because there's some weird things, too, where, like, you could be a dentist or my best friend's dad's an orthodontist. He could prescribe you anything. Have to do with right. orthodontia or not, you know, like, right, yeah, like here's this. I'm all right. <laughs> here's some marijuana. Yeah, I think you know, which is yeah. kind of weird. Talk about your lobbyist of politics. You think you would only be able to prescribe something that has to do with whatever surgeries or things you have to do? It's even weird to me, and I, I am a little bit anti the man in some ways. I, I don't like doctors. I think like a lot of them are really smart. I think people abuse it, and that's yeah. part of the reason. Uh, clearly, abuse the the prescriptions, but I think people abuse doctors, and that's part of why our whole system's an issue, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. people are like, I have a sore throat. A doctor, I need to put. Shut the fuck up. Go to bed. Sleep ten hours. You're probably gonna wake up slightly better. Like yeah. you could fix your fucking self. Like yeah. I haven't gone to a doctor in that nature, like for a cough in in ten years. Yeah. Like I don't need that. Like I feel sick. I take mm. a little bit of Advil if I can't sleep. And then I sleep it uh, for a long time, mm-hmm. and I stop doing whatever I'm doing, and uh, miraculously, uh, I'm better in a couple of days. Like that's just how it works. Where all these other people are going in there, oh, I must have a pneumonia. No, bitch, it's a cold. Like chill out. And so uh, that was a side rant. My other rant was that uh, I think that doctors uh, are are uh, a jack of all trades. Right, they're 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 yes, they do a lot of school, but they're learning a lot of random stuff. Yeah, you're real quick. A, yeah, primary care doctors particularly right. have to know a little bit about a lot, which is uh, I don't like. Yeah, I don't. That's like. not my favorite thing either. Right, and um, so that's why I'm just I just don't go to them because I'm if you and, and, and then they're getting paid depending on the organization yeah. and the money. They're getting paid by the minute, and they have to see ten the ten. Yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of my current doctor to be honest. And yeah. I and I I wasn't a fan of my last doctor, and I spent like three years not going to the doctor because I was not a fan of the last doctor yeah. and I and I got another one that's got the same issues. That's the specialists are all really good. Typically, yeah. My, I agree. But my uh prime primary Why don't we just do that? Why don't we just have like a freaking flu specialist? You know what I mean? 
Like it, it, it so. seems like a lot smarter rather than someone that like kind of knows about the flu and just wants to tell me to go sleep it, or just take one of these every hour. It's because it's cheaper. Yeah, for sure. And it's then they're seeing twenty. They're twenty uh, patients in every half hour. Yeah. And oh hi, oh you have a cough. Okay, here's this. Get the fuck out of here. Well, now like the medical group that I'm with has a, a thing where you can do like a video. Yeah, that's starting yeah. to be real popular. Yeah, to do um, uh, like basically triage. They yeah. tell you if you need to go, you know, see it. Which is actually great. see a doctor or they can prescribe you something. Usually nurse practitioners, they can prescribe you something if you if if they think you need it. Yeah. Like little kids with rashes, that seems like a really good idea. Genius. Or um, even even the cold flu situation. Yeah. Like, hey, it's I'm like, kind of feeling like this. Like, eh, it's probably just a cold. You're yeah, okay, go to bed. Yeah. Rather than them wasting the time to go to their office, me wasting yeah. my time to go to the office just to tell me to drink some vitamin C and sleep. You go to the, you go to the office and then um, you cough on somebody who Everybody's wasn't sick, sick right. and then they're sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gosh, the other thing. Oh, the other thing is a friend of mine is a dentist and she is um, actually working on launching a second business that is um cannabis related yeah see like basically a pain center for people who are using things no i don't think it's just just, just in general just yes in general yeah Yeah, but you have the license right sure exactly she she lives in a state where there's you know that's a that's a possibility oh yeah i could completely see that working there's something going on right now right uh bill 420 or something i don't know i just read a headline speaking (laughs) of i was talking shit earlier on people reading headlines uh uh, for national right national marijuana i think there's some i don't know what i don't know what the state it is but it's i know that they're they're talking about it for national and someone put up the straight bill and they called it 420 to like give a nod to all the stoners Uh. out there <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, whatever. Jordan, what's the difference, buddy? Let's yep. hear your biased ass, and then we'll get a physical therapist on here one day. Okay, so Mike and I were kicking this around back and forth. What is what are the differences uh, in approaches between, say, a chiropractor and a physical therapist? And in terms of like approach, education, all that stuff. We haven't talked about it so far, so uh, give us a little bit about your background, how you got into chiropractic, and then um, uh, and then sort of compare Throw your shots. Throw your shots at the PT <laughs> world. Um, okay, so I got, I got into chiropractic. I was studying history of medical science, um, and I was a personal trainer. I was playing pretty high-level hockey back in Canada, and my, I think it blew up both my knees. And a friend of mine go, oh, go see a chiropractor. I was like, I had the same preconceptions as everyone else. I'm like, dude, it's not my neck. It's not my back. Like, what do I need to see a chiropractor for? I was like, trust me. Go see a chiropractor. Went to see him. Back on the ice in a couple of weeks. I was like, oh, no shit. I mean, and at the time, working as a personal trainer, I was like, oh, this guy kind of does what I do, right? Like, sees people one-on-one. Like, it's, it's very, like, performance-based. The people actually like to see him. Like, they're not complaining at all. He drives a Rover. I like Rovers. Maybe I'll be a chiropractor. <laughs> so I switched majors. Um uh, into, into kinesiology and then went on from kinesiology into chiropractic college, which what led me out here. It's different here. Like it's different in the States. Um, the model of chiropractic is, I would say maybe a little less regulated. So there's 17 schools in the U S for chiropractic colleges. Um, and there's only two in Canada. Mm. So if they want to make level change at the level of legislation, they just go right to the schools. And then in four years, you start to see a turnover rate of like the kind of practice that you see in the general public. Um, it's it's not without its faults. Like chiropractic and physical therapists have as very much like a an overlapping scope of practice. Chiropractic sort of being defined by like you know adjustments. I'm air quoted 
air quoting adjustments because physical therapists perform these as well. They just call them grade five mobilizations. Mm. In a a perfect world with a good therapist who's centered off the results of the patient or the athlete, they look very similar. Like if you're keeping up on best practice research, if you're keeping up on practical applications, if you have any kind of experience yourself as an athlete, the, like some of my, some of my mentors as therapists are physical therapists. Some are osteos, some are massage therapists, some are strength coaches. Some of the people I look up to most in the rehabilitation are actually strength coaches. Um, but we all, we all look through the same lens and it's, um, so regardless of the initials after, after the name, it's more about like the integrity of the name that precedes it and and the desired outcome, right? Like if you're, if you're income based, not outcome based, then yeah, you're going to run like some fucking insurance scam or you're going to run, uh, like a workers comp racket where you're making fucking two racks a year and like everyone's coming in and they're just like milking insurance companies. But uh, as a general rule now, like there's very little difference in, in how people are operating, um, especially when it comes um, to treating athletes, whether you're a physical therapist, whether you're a chiropractor. It seems like with both the majority of the people that you deal with though are not athletes, both physical therapists and chiropractors, mostly people who are who have an injury or something, they have a um, kind of an age-related breakdown, something like that, where uh, they're you're not really dealing with performance beyond just their daily lives, right? Yeah, I mean, I may have mentioned this before, but it's like regardless, like you know, whether you're UFC fighter, whether you're like a soccer mom, it's both of your outcomes should be should be centered around performance, right? Because whether that task they need to perform is like putting the kids in the car or whether that task they need to perform is 103 mile an hour fastball, it's like to them and their livelihood, they're equally important. Um, and I think if we just focus on pain, we, we, we give people like a false equivalent. Like pain is the last symptom to appear and the first one to go away, right? So it's like I think when you set it up that you look to get people out of pain, people automatically equate not being in pain to being at a hundred percent function. And it's like, that's, that's never the case. Most people walk around all day, not, not in pain. And then they start thinking of themselves that they're functioning great until all of a sudden, you know, little Timmy's got to go in the car seat and then they fuck themselves up. It's like, they didn't even see, they didn't even see it coming. It's like, well, yeah. Cause you didn't know where to look. Right. Is it you're, you weren't looking for at function. Your chiropractor was just, or your PT was, you know, he was just, PTs were just doing ice and stim or whatever. And then yeah. chiropractor was just like rocking your neck. And it's like, were you looking at like how the spine resists force? Were you looking at how like the active range of motion of the shoulders or like what's the hip stability like? Or so it's like, I, I've used this quote a few times in the past, but it's like, my dog doesn't know as he barks at me in the background, <laughs> but he does not know that the internet exists, right? He does not have the instruments to perceive that as a thing. We know it exists. So it's like most manual therapists just don't have the instruments to perceive what would like where the where the where the cracks in the system would go. They don't have the ability to create that gold standard structural assessment. So I think yeah, not many people can exclusively work with athletes, but you should treat people and their endeavors throughout their life like I would treat an athlete and his athletic performance. Because if I can set it to high, like if I can set it to peak performance, I can catch pain along the way. Because you can't perform, I don't like the word, but you can't perform optimally if you're in pain. So it's like if our roadmap is set to performance, increasing performance and optimizing performance, then we have to get out of pain along the way. 
But if our goal is only set to pain and not and we get them out of pain, that's that's only half the story, right? We're we're just we're just barely out of the woods. So I, I think it's a it's a disservice to people to just you know treat them as you know oh he's just like a, a weekend warrior sort of nine to five kind of guy. It's like no, whole like imagine this guy's got a five million dollar contract, right? Treat him like that. Treat him like you know you could extend his career by three years and he could you know his grandkids don't got to worry about paying to go to college. So I think some of it's complacency and some of it's some of it's ignorance, but I think that should be the model is like an objective performance based model where it's like. Then it's a meritocracy. Then the insurance shit doesn't work. Then the then the the model of like, oh, you're gonna have to come in four times a week, and I'm gonna charge you seven grand. But if you come, if you pay today, in the next twenty minutes, it's gonna be like three grand because I like your eyes or whatever. It's like that falls apart, and then all the bad stereotypes go away. Then I don't need to fucking explain myself when I'm in Safeway I'm talking to some jackass behind me, like, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, can you pop my neck? Like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> I think uh, what you're talking about can be, you know, scaled and, and, and proven in, like, any occupation, right, from personal trainer at a commercial gym to strength coach at the highest level in the NFL. There's good, there's bad, uh, there's a lot of complacency in both. And if you look at the top, it's awesome. If we look at the top PTs in the world and the top Kairos in the world that are hungry for more information, love what they do, and are continuing to learn, and how to apply those tools, kind of like you said, how to perceive the, the, the issue at hand, use the tools they know, or seek out how to learn uh, about more tools to, to, to properly apply them. Um, we'd all be fine and dandy, but how do we do that as, as a consumer of, uh, my back's hurt, how do I find the right PT, how do I find the right Cairo, how do I find the, the right personal trainer, or, or the even deeper question, how do we fix this issue across the board? You're a smart man, I, fix it. Yeah, you know, so I thought about this a lot. Uh, and as far as fixing the problem across the board, so my, my sister's a physician. She's a surgeon in Australia. And her her application and admission process was hell. Like, mm-hmm. she, uh, you know, she was captain of her swim team, division one record holder for swimming, like, full-ride scholarship, 4.0 GPA, master's in neurorespiratory physiology, off the charts on the MCATs, and it was still stressful, like you wouldn't believe, for her to get into med school. I just fucking applied to go to chiropractic college. I just, like, finished yeah. up my degree. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give this a shot. And I remember on my interview, like, I walked in, and the guy, like, Dr. Snow, the, the dean of the school, like, made some crack about, like, arm wrestling me. I was like, all right, I think I just got in. Like, no stress at all. Because <laughs> we get, so we get vetted in the public court of opinion. Medical doctors get vetted long before they even step foot in a classroom. Mm. So I think that's part of it. I think the education's in. Like, the stuff I'm saying, I didn't learn from school like i i almost got kicked out of chiropractic college because i basically and i went to one of the more progressive schools in the u.s like palmer west probably dishes out the most pragmatic sports specific program there is and even i was like you guys are out of your fucking mind and you can only say that to administration so many times before they drag you in front of a judiciary committee and threaten to kick you out of school mm. um so i i think some of it's on the education some of it's on um the, the board exams, like basically these schools are just meant to prep you for the board exam. So the more people who go to the school that pass the exams, the school looks better when prospective yeah. parents are co-signing on $200,000 loans. It's like, okay, if he goes to the school at the very least, he'll pass the boards and be licensed rather than throwing money down a fucking hole. So, um, and then I think at the level of the individual, man, I think people really have to be, I mean, I've said this before, but like don't pick a fucking manual therapist the same way you would pick a diner in a town you've never been to. Like, stay the fuck off Yelp. Like, don't go for the guy with the fucking Groupon 
like it's a hot stone massage or some shit. Like, what the fuck? You, you reap what you fucking sow, man. Like, you're an idiot. So, like, I think that's a huge part of it is, like, if you advocate responsibility, it's like, yeah, the free market will sort you out, but it might not give you the answer you want, right? Like, I'm, I'm super hard to find. Like, I don't have any street front marketing. I'm inside a small gym in, like, an industrial part of Mountain View. Like, you'd walk right. Most people think it's a laundromat. Like, oh, no, this is a gym. I know it's like, good, yeah. Because the people who find me, like, they did their due diligence. And I think as the insurance, as the bottom falls out of the insurance game and, like, the reimbursements start going to shit, people are going to have to worry about, like, their actual, the quality of, like, the treatment they're giving and the information that they're perpetuating. So I think it's it's on its way to leveling itself out. And honestly, I think as a net, social media has helped. Um, social media has helped, like, get the word out. Um I mean, I have people, not to like toot my own horn, but like they hear me on a podcast, so they'll they follow me on Instagram, or they'll listen to my podcast, and like they'll drive. I got a guy who'll fly in from Vegas. I got a guy who drives four hours. So it's like slowly, as the information spreads and it evolves, I think we'll start to see um, kind of the, not just like the cream rise to the top, but hopefully the bottom fall out of all the bullshit like it's kind of perpetuated. What about uh, physical therapy in that uh, schooling and vetting process? Do you think a little bit better or still a little sketchy? Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. So physical therapists kind of have, have they have their place in the medical system where it's like chiropractic is it's physical therapists is maybe more like a build it and they will come sort of model. Like it's mm. a bit, I don't want to say safer. No, I'll say safer. Like you're going to get that post-op referral from that orthopedic surgeon, right? So they're plugged into the system. They work with an MD. MD refers them the insurance reimbursement because an MD said they were good is like no questions asked. But so here's the thing, man, like in any type of medicine, the sign over the door says do no harm, right? That's right. kind of like literally the mantra of medicine is like, I don't know the Latinum no necessary or something like that is the Latin word for it. But I think somewhere along the way and covering our own ass and, and being like over litigious as a society first do no harm turned into fuck. Uh, let's not do any good. Right. People are people are afraid to like push the envelope of like the paradigm that exists. So they just want to go home, collect their insurance checks and fucking microwave their dinner and go back to work the next day. So it's like stepping outside of that model um, and maybe trying to take a hard look at the stuff we've been doing for like a long time. That's, you know, whether it's PTs like ice and stim is kind of their is kind of their thing that they're known for, like regardless of what it is, ice and stem, ice and stem. Yeah. And then chiropractic is like, oh, they just adjust, adjust, adjust. It's like there has to be, the, you have to shed the dogma, man. Like I think the the best PTs are the ones like they all reach out to physical therapists for, you know, corrective exercise interventions or post-op rehab stuff. I don't get much in school, and I'll have PTs reach out to me about like spinal manipulation or about extremity joint uh, manipulation or something like that. So people who are willing to like put their swords aside and kind of meet at the table to see like where we can learn from each, um, each sub discipline. I think that's what you're going to see. And you might even like in a perfect world, man, like do away with all of it, like bring it all under one roof. Say, hey, what works? Let's fucking call it something else. Mm. And then just be a, this, like, don't be a PT. Don't be an osteo. Don't be whatever. Just be like a manual practitioner, whatever. Um, cause at some point, like there has to be just as there's not un like unity in each profession, like chiropractic, especially like think of chiropractic, like powerlifting, like there's so many different feds. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like fucking whose line is it anyways. It's like, yeah, it's a bunch of points, but they don't matter. Like what, like, what, what are we talking about? 
that's like chiropractic, like, oh, I'm a this or I'm a Gonset or I'm a Raston or I'm an activator. So it's like, not only is there not unity within a single profession, there's not unity within professions under the same umbrella of manual medicine. So it's mm. like really got to start to like burn off the dead wood at the fringes of each of our professions and then kind of meet somewhere in the middle. Um, at the end of the day, man, it's like, it's about the people who walk into your office. It's not about like petty dick slapping and initials after your name. Awesome. I think that, uh, I think that puts a button on it. Uh, where can people find you, Jordan? Uh, yeah. So Instagram is at the underscore muscle underscore doc, uh, podcast on Spotify, uh, Spotify and iTunes. It's called RX radio, RX apostrophe D radio. And we do all our exercise programming out of www.pre-script.com. Awesome. Thank you very much for being with us. Yep. Thanks, yeah, buddy, man. Appreciate man. This having me on. I gotta come up to Sack and see you. Yeah, yeah come on up. Do that. Otherwise, I'm just uh, eating, eating food, playing video games, and lifting weights up here. Living your best life. Love it. Yep, yep. Safe travels, bud. Yeah, man. Good talking to you guys. All right. Thanks a lot. Later, dude. Yeah, we'll see ya. Thanks again to Dr. Jordan Shallow for being on the show. You can find me on social media at the Jim McD. Mike is silent. Mike with two Ks to show. 50% facts, percent is spelled out like a word. Uh, hit us up on all the platforms that you are listening to this show and give us a rating or review. We really appreciate those. And we'll be back with you next week. <laughs>